0: I'm live and Michigan's best, and I'm excited to do a Michigan Beer Month podcast with two of my good friends who have been involved in the beer community for a very long time. I'd like to welcome Mr. Scott Graham, the executive director of the Michigan Brewers Guild, and Mr. Fred Milton, who's here in the capacity of running a podcast, but also has written a book and has been very involved with the Guild for a very long time. Welcome to you both.
1: Thank
2: you. Thanks, Amy.
0: Well, I'm excited that you have started a podcast uh, through the Michigan Brewers Guild. It's something a little bit new for the Guild to try, um, but you approached it in this time of crisis as a way to embrace the beer community. What was your thinking behind starting this podcast, Scott Graham?
2: Well, it was actually, there's been thought around this, uh, particularly between Fred and I for quite a number of years. And as the industry grew, we really wanted to find ways to share some of the history uh, with our own brewery members. And that led to uh, a project that we worked on a couple of years ago that Fred headed up, um, which was a series of interviews with folks from around the industry. And it evolved into what became a book called *The Rising A Rising Tide that Fred wrote. And the book kind of capsulated a lot of this information but what became really obvious was that there were all these stories that had been recorded from different folks and personalities in the industry. And there was a lot more material there to do something with. And then fast forward to COVID times and we decided that this was probably a great time to share these stories in hopes really of promoting the industry, promoting our, our member breweries in general and their beer. Um, And so we launched what is now Michigan's Great Beer State Podcast.
0: Well, one of the things that I thought was interesting about the podcast is kind of your approach to it, that you're taking um, comments from Fred's book, which again is called A Rising Tide, um, that focuses on the history of Michigan brewing. You're taking comments from when it was written a few years ago, and then you're reaching back out to some of these interviews um, to see what's happening to these places now, right Fred?
1: Well, Uh, That may happen that way. It's a little bit, uh, there's a slight shift to it in that we are featuring the interviews that we uh, conducted for the book. And so, and when we went under that project, you know, I wanted to try to talk to as many perspectives as I could. And our inspiration, as Scott said, was to inform our own membership of our origin story and our purpose and and why we all work so hard uh, to support one another in our community and where that came from Um, and it's also kind of telling the history of the organization and so now with the podcast well when i went out to record those interviews i was recording for the idea of writing this this book project but you know there's some interviews where you capture a sentence or two from a 40-minute interview for the book there's so much more story there and so i recorded both video and audio with the Idea of putting as much story into the vault as I could that we may want to draw from later. Um, So we were capturing more than we needed uh, at that time, and then present day, the COVID situation maybe you know re-upped a conversation we'd be having about we'd been having about when to use it and how and whether a podcast was viable. It also woke up the need to document our history in this unprecedented time and saying. This is a story that years from now we're going to look back at and have some curiosity about how we made it through as a community. And so I felt um, a certain urgency to say, I want to be talking to people right now. And so we're, we may talk to people that we have sort of the interview from two years ago. But right now, the one shift I wanted to address is that we're, we're talking to brewery members, not necessarily the same ones we talked to in a rising tide. So we're sort of loosely alternating between a historic, uh, what we're calling an interview from the archives from 2018, and then an interview from the here and now. And then who that interview is with is sort of up to our own uh, discretion in terms of creating an editorial calendar and trying to find the balance of of breweries, um, big and small, and from all across the state, different types of people, um, so that we have a wide Range of perspectives that make up the Michigan brewing community.
0: For those who maybe are a little unfamiliar with the Michigan Brewers Guild, Scott, tell us a little bit of the history.
2: So the Michigan Brewers Guild is now in its twenty-fourth year, um, but the the guild is a Michigan nonprofit corporation with a, a very basic mission of promoting and protecting the Michigan beer industry, uh, and certainly our our biggest area focuses on promoting the industry and the biggest promotions that we've done over the years and continue to do uh, with, a, I guess, a carve out for 2020, is our annual beer festivals, uh, which have, been, have grown to be you know, really well-respected expe- regional events, um, really fun ways to get together with friends, family, and others to enjoy locally produced beer. Um, so we started our first beer festival. Uh, 20, this year would have been the 23rd annual uh, if it were not for um, really the inability to gather as a, a group. So um, we did have our winter beer festival this year. We had planned to have a spring beer festival, which is the first time we added a new event to our calendar in more than 10 years. Um, and that was canceled. We've canceled the Summer Beer Festival, and we recently announced the cancellation of our UP Fall Beer Festival. Um, and so that leaves one event on the calendar that has not been canceled, um, but I'm you know, hesitant to promote that it will be happening, although we're still a little bit in wait and see mode.
0: What does it mean for the Guild to have these festivals canceled? I mean, this is, one of, this is what supports the Guild. Is, is, how is the Guild doing? Scott?
2: It means a couple of different things. Um our, our festivals are first and foremost about promoting our member breweries and their beer. But they are also very important fundraisers for our operations. It's where most of our income to operate the Brewers Guild comes from. And so our in been devastated this year. Um, fortunately, uh, we have, have put aside some money, uh, not knowing if we wouldn't run into unexpected hard times at some point. We certainly um, have experienced and envisioned the possibility of having um, a disastrous weather event around a, one or more festivals, which could really cause trouble um, with executing the event and that thereby having the income. So it's uh we're, we're literally living on savings and hoping um, that we can find new and creative ways to do things. Uh, and additionally, uh, we're really hopeful that next year can be a more normal year and we can get back to more normal events. Um, but we're certainly uh, really happy that we, that we did save some money which gives us the ability to number one continue to do promotional things for the industry like the great beer state podcast and it also gives us some time to regroup and look at the future and see what it means rather than to have to just essentially cut our most of our business back or close up altogether
0: As you're interviewing um, breweries, what are you hearing from them during this time? Um, I'm I'm sure you're hearing a mix of both successes and unfortunately, probably some failures, right Scott? It
2: it is really interesting that we've seen everything from some breweries doing quite well, all things considered, uh, to breweries that are closed and not going to open again, and really everything in between. Uh, But I think the bulk of it is, Pretty extreme hardship and while most everybody is making a go at reopening and getting going I, I've got I have grave concerns for our members as they deal with some piled up debt uh, operating at reduced capacity and what that might that might mean for the future so we're certainly trying to do things that we can to help but it's a, a an extremely challenging circumstance and I you know I I feel worse for all of our member breweries and their businesses than I do the the Guild, um, and and hope that because it's such a creative, resilient group, we see um, a a lot of folks persevering and doing well um, as we get, get over the challenges of COVID.
0: And it is a challenge, that is for sure. I mean, it's just upended everything everywhere, it seems like. And yeah, my heart goes out to all the breweries struggling to to make it right now. Now, as you're going through these interviews, Fred, what have been some of the stories that have really stuck out to you? Because I know like when I used to uh, do a lot, you know, when I do interviews with people now, I love to hear these personal stories or tidbits that you would never have expected from someone that surprise you or delight you about some of these. So what have been some of the ones I've come across in the Michigan Brewers Guild podcast that really, you know, stuck out to you?
1: Well, I think in the archived interviews that have been posted so far, you know, the Jack Archibald story of Traverse Brewing and his relationship with Joe Short at uh, the beginning of Joe's career was pretty special. And I, felt I was around closely in those days and knew both breweries and felt I had a grasp for both stories. And in the interview, there, there was a whole another collection of gems. Of that personal relationship, and really, it embodied the camaraderie and, and mutual support that we um, like to reflect on and support. So it, that was really special in terms of talking to somebody who started homebrewing in the '70s uh, in Ohio. So there was a there was a breadth of history there that I didn't grasp prior to it, and then that relationship of support to me was great. I loved John Leonardo's unpacking the Tom Burns Detroit Mackinac story along with traffic jam and motor city. That was again, a story that I felt I knew that was great. In this week's episode with, um, Tina Schuett from rare bird brew pub. She echoed what all the current interviews have said, you know, um, and the ones that have been interviewed for the podcast are largely stories of adaptation, pivot and adapt and adjust. I think, um, you know, that's different than the kind of calls Scott may be getting from the guild or some of the conversations, um, directly, because I think, I don't know, the interviews are largely people that are managing all right versus, uh, going away. Um, and those are just compelling stories right now of, of, I think it's, we're also hearing brewers reflect on how important their community is, the people that are coming, the people that showed up through the worst of the shutdowns. Uh, we're hearing them talk about um, who makes up their um, their community in a different way. Uh, and I think that's powerful.
0: I totally agree. I, and I love those stories of creativity, of, of uh, adapting to a, a terrible situation. But I think you're right that this the beer community is incredibly creative that way and are willing to try anything in a sense, to make it to make it happen.
1: Well, it's, it really goes back to our roots too. You know, we're the industry that um, converted dairy tanks to become brewing tanks, and and didn't have a supply stream for ingredients or equipment, and now we do. So brewers opening now that let's say have opened in the last ten or fifteen years sort of have a different origin story than than the ones who opened twenty thirty years ago. But this. But we still all, all at any age, we have that uh, characteristic of being able to make it work and adapt and revise and move forward and move forward even when the odds are stacked against you. So I do think we're seeing another version of that early history show up in, in a different time with um, a different size family um, and different age breweries, but it's that same sort of craft brewing spirit, which is great. I, th- I think it's also challenging, you know, like our heart goes out to them in a lot of ways because they don't always say it as bluntly as um, some of us in the know may feel it, but they're also describing the hours and hours of work and extra procedures and, and redundant, uh, necessarily redundant procedures and investment of money that go into making the same or less revenue. So, like the just the amount of effort involved in surviving has has increased an unknown um, multiple, and, and I think that's just to be considered in terms of uh appreciation, at least for me, it's sort of like you know, the breweries that are there serving us are are working hard to to provide that for us as a community. And I think that's important for everybody to hear. That's one of the reasons I think it's important to share these stories. Yeah,
0: I agree. It's like they're doing twice as much work with you know, the same number of people and making half the money. And, and yet they are doing it because they love what they do. They love making beer. They love you know, serving beer to their guests. And, and I know how seriously they take the precautions and things like that. So I think it is very important to state that, Fred. Thank you. Yeah. Um we guys have about eight or so podcasts in the can so far that people can find at your website, which uh is my dot com. Is that right, Scott? You'd think i have Our any- website
2: is MIBeer dot com, but you you can find the Great Beer State podcast anywhere
1: you get your podcasts.
0: I love it when you say that. I heard you say that on the podcast and it just wherever you get the podcast, I love that. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, so and that includes like Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, TuneIn, Player, FM, all those, uh, we're, you know, it's a syndicated system so that uh, whatever works for you and, and wherever you're, typically a lot of people are listening from their phone, wherever they'd like to subscribe, it should be. If it's not, uh, send us a note and uh, we'll get it there.
0: I like that. What can we look forward to in the future on the podcast? What do you guys have plans for in the next couple of weeks?
1: Well, a uh, similar story of alternating between the archives and the here and now, we've got uh, Renee and Matt Greff uh, coming up next week. That's an interview that um, we recorded in 2018. And so some things have changed with them. They've been, um, you know, in, involved in a transition with the breweries and, and uh, operating in India and coming back during COVID. So there's we won't have all their fresh uh, stories, but it's a really great conversation. As they were formative in the industry and in the in the guild, Renee being an inaugural board member, uh, so that'll be good. And you know what you said earlier, I definitely have the urge to circle back and talk to um, some of the people that were in these initial interviews. But there's one of the great things is our industry is so diverse with people and breweries that. Uh, I'm resisting that urge to check back in because we want to talk to more people kind of as a priority. Um, This original Rising Tide project continued to grow because, you know, Scott and I talked the importance of talking to people that were involved in the early days and so quickly the list was in the 30s and could have been the 60s as a matter of just getting it done, we interviewed about 35 people. Um, and it was just amazing to realize that that's not even everybody we should talk to. So uh, that's also my side note is you're going to, we're really working hard to keep it balanced, uh, which is a subjective thing, but we're going to try to talk to as many, um, different people as we can. And who knows, at some point we might circle back or have a tag to an episode with, with the present conversation. But um, another thing to note is that we're committed to making this a weekly um, podcast and it's going up on YouTube as well, which is part of the distribution. Um, So some of those are Zoom calls uh, in the here and now. Some of them are captured video from the original interview, but they are going up weekly. So we're going to get to a lot of people that way.
0: You certainly have a lot to pick from with over 300 breweries across the state that are members of the Guild. You could do this for years and years, guys.
1: (laughs) That's the idea.
0: I love it. Well, we want to remind people that you can, of course, uh, get more information about the podcast. And, Scott, where should they go for for that and for information about the Guild in general?
2: They should go to our website at MIBeer.com. MIBeer.com.
0: And if you're interested in getting uh, Fred Biltman's book, A Rising Tide, Fred, where can they uh, purchase that?
1: Uh, same place. The podcast, uh, both video gallery and the podcast gallery under resources and mibeer.com book is uh, where they can get the book.
0: I love it. Well, if you've stuck with us this long, we thank you. We also want to welcome you uh, to join us for a virtual toast celebrating the Michigan Brewing Industry and Michigan Craft Beer Month, which is happening on July 23rd at 7 p.m. on the MLive Facebook page. I'll be there. Scott will be there. Maybe even Fred will join us. Hopefully it should be a fun time celebrating all things Michigan beer. Fred Biltman, Scott Graham from the Michigan Brewers Guild. Thank you so much for joining me today.
2: Cheers. Thanks, Amy.
0: All right, if you want to get more information, you want to head to mlive.com.